Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Who likes to do the heavy lifting? <laughs> Probably neither of us. So welcome to the Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And this is another episode where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone. So we can make our house home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. And we don't have to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, but you know who does like doing heavy lifting? Mm-hmm. His name is Leon Brown. Yes. Come on down. Yes, and I don't even remember what kind of power lifting he does, but he lifts. I've seen him lift mm. like something almost as heavy as a house. It's I don't crazy. think so. Maybe a car. <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe a car. Not it's crazy a house. how much he lifts. Anyways. So- I think Bill used to do that too. He did. So what you're going to learn on this episode is how to let the real estate market do the heavy lifting for you. So you don't have to. I like when someone else does the heavy lifting for me. Me too. So how's that work? Let's see. Let's see. So really what you're saying is whether it's your personal home. Or your investment property. Or an investment property. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a commercial property, actually. Oh, yes. Real yeah. estate. Commercial real estate. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All so kinds. all of that, as the market lifts, it's kind of like, ooh, as the, oh, I got an analogy. Oh, surprise, I love surprise. analogies. It's like when you go down to the locks and you see the big boats. They're huge boats. Very, very heavy. They let water in. And the water does the heavy lifting. It lifts the boat. And whether it's a little boat or a big boat, the water still does the heavy lifting. And it's the same thing with the real estate market. Whether it's a little house, a big house, or an in-between house, whether it's commercial real estate or investment real estate or just the home you're living in, I say just, almost like that's like a bad thing. And it kind of is a bad thing to just have your residential house. Because then the lifting isn't done for you multiple times by the market. Ooh, so if you have more boats in the lock, mm-hmm. the market lifts them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so if you have more properties, I'm getting excited about this. More properties, the market lifts them all up and you make more money. Right. And the reason the market does the lifting is it actually functions at a higher rate, and this is Ottawa. So if you're listening from around the world, we can absolutely introduce you to great realtors around the world. We've got connections. Want a connection? We got a connection in real estate for you. It's kind of (laughs) out the back door. No, it's not out the back door. It's not, uh, no. We have connections. And what's amazing is in real estate, when it, Market goes up, especially in the Ottawa market. So I cannot tell you this is true for every city around the world because it isn't. No, because like the lock Mm -hmm. raises boats and lowers boats, Mm -hmm. real estate market can be cyclical, can go up and down, Mm -hmm. maybe not as volatile as, say, the stock market. Not near as volatile, generally speaking, and certainly not the Ottawa market. Mm -hmm. The Ottawa market has this prize position, I'm going to call it. Price position in the Ottawa market and surrounding areas, and that is over a 50-year period, it has only 
gone down three years to do three fingers. Yeah, I almost did two, three years. But then we were talking half a percent to 2%. So next to nothing. And that was in the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. And so the incredible thing with the Ottawa market is it consistently outperforms the rate of inflation. So that's why it does the heavy lifting. Mm. If inflation function fluctuates somewhere on either side of 2%, typically, the Ottawa real estate market tends to, on average, fluctuate just or increase by over 4%, between 4 and 5 yeah. And the last five years, what, tip, secret, an inside scoop? Yeah, well, most of that's happened in the last 18 months. It has. But, but it's on, gone up 7.8% on average year over year mm. for the last five years. You know what? You could use the rule of 72 in this case. Mm-hmm. The rule of 72 yeah. is just a general estimation uh, procedure. And you take 72 and divide it by the rate of return, which is we're saying 7.8. And for ease of calculations, I'm going to round up to 8. Mm-hmm. 8 goes into 72. How many times? Yeah, I don't know a few. 9? I know. I just you knew playing. that. So 9 years for your investment to double. Which is incredible. So, that is the market doing the heavy lifting. Yes. So if it continued at 8% over nine years, your value of you paid for your house will be double. So if you pay 400 or 500, it will be 800 or a million dollars. I know, which is incredible. And we had a property. This is kind of one of those stories where you kind of want to buy real estate <laughs> and hold on to it. Like yes. real estate is, I mean, unless you buy a property that you can change the use or you can do some major renovation and it's a good flip, that does certainly happen in the Ottawa market. And a lot of times the best approach to real estate is something called a buy and hold. Yes. Buy and hold. And we bought a property. We held it for five years. Sounds like a good length of time. And it went from 319000 up to three ninety. So not a bad return. There's cost to sell it. There's fees. There's legal. There's land transfer and all that. So we net 60000 or thereabouts, mm-hmm. between fifty and 60000 Not bad. In the next 18 months, Kind of wish I still owned it 18 months later. <laughs> like really had wished I'd hung on to it just like 18 months longer because it sold for over 500000 the and next time. We kind of giggled when we saw it come on the market and thought. At five and a quarter, we went big crazy well, people. Well, 575 575 That was a little. That was out to lunch. It had not gone up to the better part of six. So we went, no, 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 no. Got that all wrong. And they did. And it still sold at over 500000 So real estate does the heavy lifting for you in a stable market. If you're not in a stable market, talk to your local expert. Let us introduce you to somebody in your local market because that is mm. really important. Too. So what you're saying is that it was $100,000. We didn't lose it. We no, lost we the opportunity to make it because right. we got out of the real estate market. Not out of just in that, in that house. one house. Yeah, we didn't yeah, get yeah. out of the real estate market. Hello. No. This is like the thing we do and this is what we're about. So it's significant to think that over the last year, we've actually seen a lot of that increase. Yeah, because normally at the you know at the seven point eight percent, a five hundred thousand dollar house is gonna go up 
just shy of forty thousand, about thirty-nine thousand dollars. It's going to go up in in value. And this last twenty, you know, eighteen months to twelve months, it's been running around twenty, twenty-five percent, depending on the house. And so, really, a four hundred thousand dollar townhouse now is selling over five hundred thousand. So over a twenty-five percent increase. But that's a hundred thousand dollars. That's more than a lot of people make in a whole year's salary, and the market mm-hmm. earned them that. Mm-hmm. If it's a principal resident, earned mm-hmm. them tax-free. If it's a rental property, earned it at capital gains tax, which is half the normal rate, and you don't pay the tax until you sell. Wow. So wow, that's just wow. I know. That's why the real estate market does the heavy lifting for you because of this whole taxation, the favorable tax rate or no tax rate, and the prices go up above the rate of inflation. Uh-huh. And you need a place to live anyways, right? right? Got to live somewhere. You Might can, as well keep it, the money for yourself. I saw a sign once that said, you cannot live in an RRSP. You cannot. <laughs> so we don't want to wait to buy real estate. We want to buy real estate and wait. Do tenants really do the heavy lifting for you? We're excited to be with you on another episode of the Life's Inside Track because we've created for you over 423 of them so that you have insider tips, harmony insights, as well as like, how do you make the best out of an investment property and how do you make the best out of life? And you can get access to them at home, office, or even on the go. Yeah, so if you have an investment property, Your tenant is doing some of the heavy lifting. A whole lot of the heavy lifting. So what you're going to learn on this episode is how does the tenant lift for you? You don't have to do your weights. They're doing the weights for you. Yes, but you should do your own weights because if you want to be physically fit, someone else doing the crunches and and the triceps is not going to get rid of your wings under your arms. Right. So what you're going to learn is, I mean, I don't have, you don't have to pay off your own mortgage. Somebody else is paying off your mortgage. That's cool. I like that a lot. We've had a lot of people pay off our mortgages. And there's, you know, sometimes I've heard people say, Yetta, it's not really nice that, somebody else is doing that for you because those poor people, because they're paying off your mortgage, aren't paying off their own mortgage. Mm -hmm. And yet there are many reasons that somebody wants to be a tenant. And isn't it great that there's somewhere for them to live that is comfortable and well cared for that has an amazing landlord. Mm. So yeah, because we really care for our properties. mm -hmm. And if there's anything, any issues, we get it fixed. If there's uh, you know, we have the furnace serviced every year because we could never live with ourselves if there was carbon monoxide leak or some something crazy, mm-hmm. you know. So we look after our properties. And what happens with a mortgage, yeah. there's a thing called amortization. And I bet you already know about amortization if you own a house. And yet, if you haven't invested in real estate yet, you may not fully understand. Sometimes people get confused between term and amortization, and then you factor in the interest rate. But do they understand that mort comes Mm. from mortician, Mm. 
So an amortization is the death of your mortgage. Mm -hmm. And we love killing off mortgages. Death of mortgages (laughs) is the best thing ever. And when somebody else kills off your mortgage for you, it's even better. better. So let's do simple math because I like simple math. And yes, mortgages don't work this way. You pay off less principal at the beginning. You pay a lot of principal at the end because there's little less interest. But let's just say... Because there's less principal that you owe. Yes. Less Less principal, principal. but your payment's still the same. So you're paying more principal off, less interest payment. The longer you've had the mortgage. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. But let's just do simple math and say 25-year mortgage Mm -hmm. means 100% of the mortgage is gone in 25 years. So that means it has to get rid of 4% per year if we just average it out. Yeah. And you know what? If you're thinking, why are you doing simple? Well, because you may be watching this or on radio, listening on radio, or you may be watching this on the video and we don't have graphs or charts or anything. So if you actually want to look at your specific situation, how can this work for me? What are the real numbers? It's a very simple, quick conversation. We'd love to have that with you if it feels good to you. But if you kept it 25 years, the truth mm-hmm. is In 25 you made 4% years, per year. Yep. To And that is money that you didn't pay, your, your tenant paid mm-hmm. towards your mortgage. So on top of the other things that increase value, like equity growth due to the market increasing, mm-hmm. you have your mortgage pay down, which is building more equity in the property. And that is roughly 4% added to the other things. Which is fantastic. And right now, if we look at the interest rates, let's look at the low interest rates. If you have, can we work with a $2,000 mortgage? No. Let's work with $1,800 because those are the numbers that I calculated. (laughs) Okay, okay. I just like the round number of $2,000 better. But if you have approximately an $1,800 a month mortgage, and let's say your rent is a little bit more than that. The rent you're collecting in is maybe twenty two hundred. Because we'll talk a little bit about we're going to talk about cash flow in another episode. No, not right now. Okay, so not right now. But cash flow is another conversation. And yet, in the mm-hmm. Ottawa market, that's not always that prevalent. Depending on how much um, money you've invested in the first mm-hmm. place. So let's say an eighteen hundred dollar mortgage, and you. Somebody else is paying all of it because you're going to get maybe $2,500 for that property, covers Mm -hmm. your taxes, covers your insurance, and gives you a little bit of surplus for cash flow, which is the bonus bonus of how you also get somebody else to do your heavy lifting. So of that $1,800, approximately $1,000 of it is going, depending on where you are in the term of the mortgage, will go toward principal Mm -hmm. pay down. Yeah, actually... Because interest rates are so low right now, mm. it used to be you'd have little principal and a lot of interest. Right. But now, even on the first year, it's over a thousand dollars of the eighteen hundred yeah. is principal pay down. Which so, so that's is incredible. Like, yeah, that's like money. It's like you're cutting a check to yourself, putting it in your bank account. Now, in this case, it's the bank account of your house. $1,000 every month. Now, how cool would that be to put $1,000 away into, say, your RSP? And it didn't cost you anything. <laughs> Somebody else actually gave you the check for the 1000 bucks. 
That's so that good. is why it is like mind blowing. And I understand, and this is what I get every time for a new investor, pretty much every time they go, yeah, but I got to maintain it. I got to property manage it. What if the tenant goes south? What if they trash my house? There are so many things that you can do. And we have a checklist for you if you want access to that, or you can come on the journey with us and we'll teach you firsthand how to reduce those risks, how to pretty much eliminate them so that it doesn't bite you, any of those things that could hurt you. And a property manager is a great solution for not having to even have the um, nitty gritties of taking care of it ongoingly or have a newer property and then that's that's gone too. So there are so many mm -hmm. things we can do to simplify um, and eliminate pretty much the risk associate it with somebody else paying yeah. off your house for you. Yeah, mitigating the risk. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool right now, Yenna, is many of our clients are coming to us and they're saying, okay, the market's gone up a lot <clears throat> mm -hmm. in the last year or two, and I've paid down my mortgage. So maybe I bought a house five years ago, and I've got a couple hundred thousand in equity now sitting in that house. Yeah. Well, what a great time to borrow some of that equity Buy a rental property so mm -hmm. you're not using any of your cash out of your bank account, if you have any in your bank account, but you can take the cash out of your house and put it into a rental. Now you got two properties that are increasing in value. Well, that are doing the heavy lifting for you. Yes, exactly. Right? And so we know that this can sound really confusing. Like, do you find this a little bit confusing unless you've done it? I talked to one of our clients the other day. They've got 17 doors. They don't find this conversation confusing. They find this conversation easy and flows. But if you're thinking this is kind of confusing, mm. we're going to encourage you to pick up the phone and call us at the office, 613-860-4663. I haven't said that number in a long time. 613-860-4663. Or you can always email us at info at deckerteam.com and just say, I need some investing insight. Or you might even want to have access to Ken's book, The Wealth Formula. It's a great primer to read before we even have the conversation. And then let's have a conversation. Hey, Yetta. Do you need a big stick when you're going to use it for leverage? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea where he's going on this one. The good news is I do know where we're going as far as the real estate show goes. So we have um, had the privilege and the honor of enjoying over 30 years of coming alongside people, not only in selling and buying real estate, also in helping people build their finances helping people build their fun, helping people build their faith, and even deepen, flourish, and heal in their relationships. 30 years of helping people in their life, their business, and their home. Well, that's actually great that you said you know what's happening in real estate. Because in real estate, you don't need a big stick to make leverage. Mm -hmm. You just need a mortgage. Exactly. And in this episode, you're going to learn how does the mortgage, a mortgage, give me leverage? Because yeah. normally mortgage is a bad thing. Like I think of a mortgage, I don't want a mortgage on my house. I want to own my house outright. And there's a sense and feeling, I think, for a lot of us that mortgages feel confining. It feels like somebody else owns my house and not me. Well, that's one opinion. That is an opinion. Yeah. 
And it's a feeling that I think people say that to me all the time. Yes. And it may not be the best thing because if you're, let's say you pay off your house and then you re-leverage it to buy other properties, right? Right. Now we're leveraging our asset. In other words, wake up your lazy asset Mm -hmm. of your house. If you own it all, why not get it, put it to work? Give it a job. Give it a job. And when you're sleeping, you make what I might call back of the head money. It's on the pillow money. Like the (laughs) pillow, your head's on the pillow, you're sound asleep, you're feeling great. And you're still making money because you've leveraged. Now we're not talking about, there is a caveat here. We are not talking about over leveraging. And the great news is the Canadian system in mortgaging, unless you're doing high risk, second and third mortgage type kind of stuff, high interest rate and things that we're not necessarily, there's Mm -hmm. the odd time we might recommend it. However, it'd be very rare. If you're working within the Canadian system and you have a job and you have income, so you're solvent. You really can't go wrong. The system's not going to allow for you to mess up. Well, let's look at that, Yetta. Okay. Because leveraging can be dangerous. It can be. And that's the risk for people. They've heard stories. Yeah, I heard Warren Buffett actually say that leverage in the hands of the ignorant. He used a different word. I'm going to say ignorant. Of the one that doesn't know. The yeah, one that doesn't ignorant. understand. That's the meaning of ignorant. I understand, but I'm <laughs> clarifying because I don't like it when you tell me I'm ignorant. He says it can produce some stunning results. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what he's saying is, and friends of mine have done this, and I've actually done this to be truthful, leveraged in the stock market mm. and lost my money. Lost because like a lot of it. Because mm-hmm. if you're leveraged, let's say you put 20% in and 80% is borrowed money, as soon as the stocks go down 20%, they want you to sell stocks to keep your leverage proper so that they are protected right. for their 80% is protected. And sometimes you got to put more money in so that they won't force you to sell them all because you could sell them all and lose all your money very quickly. And real estate can have the same issue. If it goes down, because you're leveraged, you can lose your equity and the mortgage company keeps their equity in the in the house, right? Right. But it's rare. It's rare in real estate. And let's look at 2008. Okay, let's look at 2008. That was a uh, fancy year for yeah. us. In Ottawa, anyways, we had a hiccup for about one month in October. But in the United States... Some prices went down 50%, but they had also been going up 20, 25% a year because they were doing terrible lending practices. Lending practices that were not sustainable. Lending practices that were going to get in your way. And the great news for us as Canadians, they learned from what our American counterparts were doing and didn't allow that to happen to us. They actually kept making the lending stricter and stricter and stricter. And it has continued. Yes. But what's interesting is people that invested in property, Mm -hmm. their equity got eaten up because the Mm -hmm. value went down, but they Mm -hmm. still had a tenant in there. And the bank didn't call the mortgage because why would they call Mm -hmm. the mortgage if they're getting their payments? Mm -hmm. They had a lot of houses where people couldn't pay the mortgage. They had to take those ones. 
They don't want to take one where people's making the payments, right? And guess what? Do you think the rental prices went up or down in that horrible time? The rental prices went way up. Yeah, because all the people that lost their houses had the rent. So if you owned property, even in a depressed market, often, especially in this scenario, the rental prices just kept going up and up and up and up because the demand was so high. So in fact, it... You just had to wait for it to rebound. Mm -hmm. So they continued to pay off your mortgage. So yes, your equity position on paper looked dismal for a little while. And yet it rebounded and then they were thriving again. Yeah, it doesn't look now. Prices are way over 2008 prices at Mm -hmm. the high end of the market. In pretty much every market. Yeah. So here's what's interesting. Let's say you buy a $500,000 house. Mm -hmm. You put 20% down. You're actually leveraged five times. So whatever income you make on that house, you gotta you get to multiply by five because you didn't invest in the hundred percent of the value. You only invested in twenty percent. So that's a hundred thousand. So let's say in the last year prices went up twenty percent on a five hundred thousand dollar house. That's a hundred thousand dollars on your hundred thousand investment. Mm-hmm. means you made a hundred percent like you but, doubled your money but let's look at five year That's rate crazy five year rate crazy was awesome crazy awesome five year rate was seven point eight percent and many of our clients did that they bought townhouses at three hundred four hundred mm-hmm. and they made a hundred thousand dollars on it it's fabulous it's it's fantastic yeah so seven point eight percent is the average over the last five years so on that five hundred thousand house that's about thirty nine thousand dollars. But you didn't invest five hundred thousand. You only invested a hundred thousand. So if I make thirty nine thousand on a hundred thousand, that's thirty nine percent rate of return. I know. Try and go to the bank and get that. Well, it, I actually I put some money in the bank the other day because oh we have no. some. No, we have some surplus money oh that no. that you know it hasn't found a home yet. And and I said, well, we better move all this money into this savings account because at least we're earning interest in the. The bank lady said, yeah, you're going to get 0.1 of a percent <laughs> in interest. I go, ooh, is it even worth moving it? Probably not. Just leave it alone. Mm. So the incredible thing with real estate is you get to leverage the bank's money or private money. And private money is a little more expensive. So leveraging other people's money is brilliant. And equally as brilliant, one of my favorite types of leverage is leveraging other people's knowledge. You don't have to learn all of this stuff. You could just give us a call and we could walk you through it. Read the wealth formula as a beginner primer. Read, and there's a list in the back of that book, other 10 great financial books to read. You don't have to read them all. And yet reading them will help you leverage other people's knowledge. Then you can take that knowledge Combine it with ours, your excitement for the whole idea of leveraging money, and make a lot of money and eliminating all the heartache around it. Mm-hmm. And we're honored to be your advocates in real estate and life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.